This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Your Purpose-Centered Life. Before we begin, I have a little request. I'm taking an anonymous survey of my listeners, and I hope that you'll participate, as your participation helps me to get sponsors. Just drop over to personallifemedia.com and click on the listener survey ad on my show page. Thanks so much for supporting Your Purpose-Centered Life. Today's show is another episode in the 10-Second Centering series. This series is designed to help you grow calmer quickly so that you can live your life purpose. It doesn't matter how clear you are about your life purpose if you live your life in an anxious and uncentered way. The 10-second centering technique that I'm teaching can make all the difference between living an unfulfilled life and living an authentic one. I hope that you'll follow the whole series. In today's episode, we look at the eighth of the 12 incantations, the incantation called, I Make My Meaning. Let's begin. Centering and meaning are connected. If your days don't feel meaningful, then an uncentering restlessness and boredom set in, along with existential anxiety and, eventually, depression. Incantation 8, I Make My Meaning, can prove a great help to you in this regard because it reminds you of meaning's central secret, that it is a thing to be made and not found. The metaphor of seeking meaning is outdated and no longer viable. There is only the meaning we make. Meaning is much more like a choice than a lost object. You don't write a novel to find meaning. You write a novel because it feels meaningful to write a novel. You don't marry to find meaning. You marry because it feels meaningful to love and to live with this particular person. You don't give to a charity because you hope that by giving you will find meaning. You give because you believe in what the charity represents. Until you make such meaning investments, no meaning exists. Many people today suffer from meaning problems. They've gotten a whiff of meaninglessness and don't know where to turn to find meaning. The existential psychotherapist, Irvin Yalom, used the following anonymous suicide note as an epigraph on the experience of meaninglessness in his book Existential Psychotherapy. The, the despairing suicidal person wrote, quote, Imagine a happy group of morons who are engaged in work. They are carrying bricks in an open field. As soon as they've stacked all the bricks at one end of the field, they proceed to transport them to the opposite end. This continues without stop. Every day of every year, they are busy doing the same thing. One day, one of the morons stops long enough to ask himself what he is doing. He wonders what purpose there is in carrying the bricks. And from that instant on, he is not quite as content with his occupation as he had been before. I am the moron who wonders why he is carrying the bricks." Unquote. 
The visceral experience of meaninglessness causes a person to need good reasons to go on, reasons that can counteract, by their excellence, the felt experience of meaninglessness. If those good reasons can't be found, a meaning crisis occurs. How many people have encountered this visceral experience of meaninglessness? Several years ago, Viktor Frankl, like Yalom, a meaning-oriented psychotherapist, provided some suggestive numbers. In one study, he reported an incidence rate for existential vacuum of 81% for American college students. In Yalom's own investigations, he found that 30% of the subjects in one of his studies had, quote, some major problem involving meaning, unquote. Who today hasn't gotten a significant whiff of meaninglessness? You counteract this experience of existential vacuum, this whiff of meaninglessness, and these meaning problems by deciding that you will invest meaning somewhere and by then investing it. You make a decision to care. You make a decision to be passionate. You make a decision that this relationship matters or that that work matters. Does it matter to Martians or to Venusians? No, but you decide that it matters to you, that according to your understanding of how your life is to be lived, this is a meaningful relationship to cultivate or a meaningful job to undertake. As simple as Incantation 8 is, it can counteract all of these meaning problems. It is, or can be, a complete existential cure. If you are a believer, you must still make your meaning as no religion posits that it is the business of gods to announce to you whether it is, say, more meaningful to become a doctor or a lawyer, or to live in Boise or Boston. You use Incantation 8, I Make My Meaning, to remind yourself that you can only serve your, guard, your God or your spiritual nature by deciding where meaning must be invested. If you are not a believer, you have an even clearer mandate as there is nothing and no one to tell you how to live your life or why to live. Either you make your own meaning or you get swallowed up by meaninglessness. You can construe, you can construe Incantation 8 as a short, sweet chat that you regularly have with yourself about your existential responsibilities. Indeed, all the incantations have a hidden existential component which helps explain why they possess their power. For instance, Incantation 1, I am completely stopping, really translates as, even though that I may encounter a whiff of cosmic meaninglessness if I stop completely, I nevertheless know that I must stop to center, and I courageously will stop. Incantation 6, I embrace this moment, really translates as, I don't have to worry about past meaning losses or future meaning crises. I can make meaning by being present right now. Each incantation hints at the proactive existential work we must do if we modern people are to center. Likewise, incantation three, I am doing my work, can be used to name existential work and to support your use of incantation eight. Consider trying out some of the following as incantation three phrases that affirm your heroic decision to make meaning and to matter. 
you might try what I do matters or I take responsibility or my life has value or I am committed to caring or life is in the living. These ideas about making meaning may be new to you. Think about them a bit and better still just start using incantation 8, I make my meaning. Use it to center when you feel at sea and don't know what to do next. Use it when you want to put your passion and energy somewhere but don't know where to turn. Use it when you feel blocked and uncreative. Use it when you feel bored, restless, or depressed. It is a key to centering and a key to a great deal more. That ends today's show. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope that you'll tune in next week for another episode of Your Purpose-Centered Life. If you subscribe to Your Purpose-Centered Life, you won't miss a single episode. To subscribe, please visit personallifemedia.com or look for Your Purpose-Centered Life in iTunes. You may, you may also want to visit my blog, where many guest correspondents write about issues of interest in the secular humanist, skeptical, free-thinking, existential, and atheist traditions. My vlog is available at theatheistway.blogspot.com. If you'd like to be a guest correspondent on the Atheist Way blog, or if you'd like to drop me a line, please email me at eric at personallifemedia.com. And I hope that you'll visit my websites to learn more about my books and services. To visit, please head over to ericmazel.com. That's E-R-I-C-M-A-I-S-E-L.com or theatheistsway.com. Thank you for listening. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. Personal